Hello, foodie fans. Welcome to the Big Food Talk, produced by Tough Monkey Entertainment. I'm your host, Sal Conca. This show supports restaurants, chefs, and food pioneers with your help. Head to BigFoodTalk.com to make your donation today or check out our fun apparel line with proceeds going directly to participating restaurants. Special thanks to the Long Island Food Council, DineLI Facebook group, and Yelp Long Island for supporting this episode. Today I'm speaking with John, the founder of Hot Crispy Oil. Hot Crispy Oil is a local startup born during the recent pandemic after his family's restaurant of 43 years was forced to shut down. Listen in to find out how this local startup is catching fire all over the Northeast in only a few short months. Let's hear John's story. Hey John, welcome to the Big Food Talk. I'm excited to speak with you today about Hot Crispy Oil. How are things going in Saratoga, New York? Great. Thanks for having me, Sal. Things are, uh, things are good. You know, we uh, came out pretty fast. We're uh, COVID-born. I mean, the concept, the idea uh, was spawned off the closure of a family restaurant going back to, you know, when things got really hairy there back in March. Mm. Uh, we officially didn't really launch until about July. So we're just a few months in. We're newbies, but uh, we've had some great success. We've, we've moved quite fast. Uh, you know, we're in close to about 40 retailers now in the first couple of months mm -hmm. and uh you know the future is bright we're looking forward here well congratulations that's amazing as uh you know you may know and some people that know i have a food production business as well and you know it's not easy to get these things off the ground so to speak so yeah no we uh you know and i think we're still a local brand for the most part granted we ship all over the country and canada mm -hmm. But our story has really been more local just with a lot of help from, you know, local PR. We've kind of had that story that some of the newspapers and publications have kind of grabbed onto, you know. As you know, obviously, there's restaurants closing, their, you know, shuttering their doors left and right. We were, we were one of those restaurants, are one of those restaurants. And, uh, you know, it kind of took a bad thing and turned into a good thing when we decided not to open the restaurant. Um, you know, it was, like I said, it was March. We didn't know if it was a temporary closure, but... As, as the weeks dragged on, you know, 80% of our business was banquet business. So we knew even when New York State was opening back up at, you know, minimal occupancy that it wasn't really going to do much for us. Mm -hmm. And that's when we decided uh, to really just, you know, move to the future and try something new. And this was something that I had been creating more or less tweaking home during COVID. You know, everyone's stuck in their kitchens. It's winter time, and people, you know, really liked it, friends and family. Then people started asking you know, friends of friends started asking. So I kind of just started doing my due diligence to see, cause I've never, you know, been in this business, <laughs> been in the restaurant business, but I've never done any sure. sort of food production. And, uh, you know, we got licensed and decided to, you know, start making it legitimate. And, you know, we've been producing out of the restaurant for, I don't know, about five months now. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it, there's nothing like that feeling, figuring out how to actually go through that process. Cause you know, like I said, I've done it before as well. And there aren't a lot of resources out there to really guide you through this. I mean, you got to have a lot of grassroots ingenuity, so to speak, to kind of figure out like, what does it take to get the label, the nutrition information, like all this stuff. But, um, you know, I don't know, did you have anybody guide you or do you have any resources that well, you look for? It's to funny you out? say that, because uh, like I said, I've never done this before, but we had extra trouble only because it was COVID. So, you know, it was like, 
we were trying to reach out to people and the messages are, you know, we're working remotely. We'll check our messages sporadically. You know what I mean? So just getting <laughs> phone calls back from anyone, it, it was, it was a drawn out process, you know, especially to get our schedule process and do all that. We did it through Cornell. And like I said, they were all had their offices closed. They were all working remotely. You know, it was, it was definitely a headache, but at the same time, it wasn't something I was doing on the side of another sort of career. I mean, I was out of work. I was literally home uh, out of work. So, you know, sure. I, had, I had the time to put into it. And yeah, it was. it was. It was a grind every day doing the research, finding out who I had to speak to, you know, talking to people. You know, I had, I had some good resources being in the business I was in. And actually, my grandfather was, believe it or not, an uh, olive oil importer going back 100 years when he first came from Italy. Um, awesome. So, and he's, you know, he's obviously, he's, no, he's not with us anymore, but, you know, he had lots of connections. He owned a supermarket chain of about 20 stores at one point in the 80s and 90s. And there was you know, a lot of a lot of family connections I had were some people that did help me sort of, you know, guide me along the way. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of phone calls now because I've been doing this for two years and uh, I, I took one like a couple of weeks ago. And you're right. Cornell is the place to start. Uh, they have a great resource there. Uh, when I was starting three years ago, I feel like they've really increased the amount of information that they have on the site. But you do uh, you have to send for people that don't know. Right. You have to take your product and send a sample to somewhere to get a quote unquote scheduled process, which means how do you cook it? Does it need to go to a certain temp, right? All these rules that you have to follow in order to jar it correctly to make it shelf stable and safe for consumption. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was all, like I said, that was all new for me. And, uh, you know, at first we were worried, we thought we were an acidic food. It turns out we weren't. So we didn't have to do pH testing. And then, you know, we were water level activity and all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't know what any of this means, but I'm going to do what they tell me. <laughs> and uh, here we are. Yeah. Good thing you didn't have the pH issue. That's great news. Cause uh, like with my product, I have to add uh, citric acid in order to bring the pH level down to make it shelf stable. So yeah, you yep. go through all these things, but nobody tells you how much. So yeah, you get, they, yeah. they say you got to do this but they right. don't tell you how much you need to make it work. And, you know, there's no magic formula for a lot of this stuff. No, so. they're, they're sitting in a lab with their lab coats telling you this stuff. And you're just like, okay. So, yeah, I actually did all that research. Like you said, the citric acid, trying to figure out how you could lower pH levels. And then, you know, luckily we were happily surprised when they came back and they said, well, you're actually not an acidic food. You're low water activity. You have to do testing once, uh, once a quarter as opposed to batch testing and all that. So it ended up working out for us pretty easily. Very cool. Well, let's step back a little bit. What is, you mentioned the restaurant of 43 years. Yep. What's your culinary background? What, what was the restaurant? What were you doing before this? Well, my, so my parents opened it up in, in the late seventies. Uh, the name of the restaurant was La Serre. Uh, that was kind of the, you know, the height of the hot cuisine, French fine dining type stuff, you know, over the years and decades really. Uh, you know, we transitioned to, a, you know, a little more wide global uh, cuisine type menu. There were certain things like, you know, duck comfy egg rolls and stuff like that. But I, you know, I went to school uh, not wanting to be in the restaurant business, probably like a lot of people that grow up in the restaurant business, you know, their parents say, go do something, else. you know, go get a degree, don't go do something else. So I did that. But then sure enough, I kind of got pulled back into it. And, uh, you know, so I was in the restaurant really full time since I got out of college back in 2004. And uh, I spent, you know, the last 15 plus years working in the restaurant doing restaurant stuff. Uh, and, uh, 
you know, COVID hit, I had always kind of started thinking for my future. Like, I don't know if I can do this forever. I mean, everyone that's in the restaurant business knows it's, it's great. You're your own boss, but it is, it's grueling. It's a tough business. And I have young kids and, you know, the idea of oh, just always being nights and weekends. And so I, like I said, I had always kind of thought, you know, what can I do next? Maybe it's time to do something else. And COVID, you know, I can't say was the only reason, but it was definitely a kickstart to say, you know, maybe this is the time to try to do something else. Sure, and we have, sure. all those, you know, all those tailwinds working with us with people, you know, more online sales and direct to consumer and uh, people staying in more. So it just seemed like it was really a good time to try something like this. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, obviously, you've got that local support behind you and, and you're already in a great number of stores, which is amazing, uh, you know, to get that type of support early on. It's, it's, it's awesome. And, um, you know, so how did you actually come up with the idea for Hot Crispy Oil? And can you explain to people like what, what exactly is it? Yeah, so it's, so the product itself is a, is a blended olive oil. Um, it does use a little vegetable oil only because of the, like the smoke point olive oil to fry things. All of our ingredients are fried in the actual medium that it's sold in. So it's a blended olive oil and it's got fried fresh garlic shallots. And then there's a, you know, like our proprietary blend of, you know, four or five different chili peppers in there. Um, you know, there's certain products and sometimes I think we get miscategorized with, you know, like the Asian chili oils and, and I love them. I have some of them, but we, I kind of wanted to create something with a little bit of a different flavor profile that might lend itself to, uh, you know, a piece of pizza or a submarine sandwich or, you know, eggs, which, you know, to me, some of those, some of the Asian ones on the market, like um, Lao Gan and Fly by Jing, as much as I like them, you know, they have certain things like fermented beans or, you know, they have a lot of heavy umami flavor. And to me, they just didn't really lend itself to certain other dishes. So I kind of was playing with the recipe and trying to make it, you know, my own. This is all throughout COVID, tweaking it here or there. And I kind of just came up with something that to me just had a really deep flavor profile and uh you know our original we have two we have an extra hot and we have our original was kind of a mild heat and that was always the idea to not really go after the people that want to just burn their mouths um and you know i just started trying it on things and people started trying on things and they would say oh i i put it on you know i'll just give you an, like a hot dog or something like that that i had never even thought of and like it was really good so like it started to turn this thing like wow this is not really, you know, just a, a dipping oil for bread per se, which some people might think it is, but it's really a condiment. It's something you would leave on the table and you can put it on, you know, I mean, pizzas last night, you know, you put it on pizza, hot dogs, chicken, proteins, vegetables. It's just got like a really versatile uh, flavor profile that it works with a lot of stuff. Yeah. And that's, what's the cool thing about having a food business like this, where you think the product is born one way, so to speak. And then these customers, they come out and they just embrace it in a whole different way. And you start right. seeing how they're using it. And like you said, somebody's using it on hot dogs. It's incredible. I think, I think that's amazing. That for me, that was the most fun part of having this business was seeing all that, seeing these customers right. get enthusiastic and, and understanding how to use the product and giving you ideas, right? So they start right. to give you ideas. And social media has been huge in that aspect because you know, we have a pretty good Instagram page and people tag the product all the time. And like I said, every day I'll see some sort of new use for it, you know, which is great. We, you know, 10 years ago, that just wasn't a thing where all of a sudden you could see how people are using your product every day. Now it's, I can wake up, check my notifications on my phone and I'll be like, oh, cool. That looks awesome. That's great. That's great. You know, so social media is cool in that aspect. 
Absolutely. And that's the thing about brands today. It's not what you think it is. It's about what the customer decides the brand is. So, you know, depending on how you feel about the heat level, you'll get that feedback and you'll get it immediately. I mean, like for me early on, I did farmer's markets. I didn't, you know, so I wasn't, everybody wasn't stuck indoors. So I was out doing sampling and getting that instant feedback. So I don't, did you had family and friends. Did you go anywhere with it before you went to the public, like online? How, where was the first distribution points? Um, like I said, it was really just our warm market friends, family, friends of friends, people that said, Oh, that was great. Can we make more, uh, you know, such and such had it in my house. They'd like, you know, they'd like to try it or they want more. Um, mm -hmm. so we didn't really go to market until we actually had like a buzz. We actually, what we did is we started, we put our website up, we started collecting, you know, cause it came, it became, came to a point where we couldn't, you know, legally we can't just be selling it you know until sure. we're registered and licensed to do that so what we did is we launched a website and we started collecting emails telling people national launch launch and you know whatever it was at the time a month or four or five weeks and then we had kind of built this like i said a buzz or, or a base of people waiting for it so the day the day we launched it on our website for shipping and it was more or less the day we launched it we also launched our first retailer which was like an importing store and uh you know, same thing. He was like, well, I, you know, I don't know. It's new, uh, you know, because I know these guys, sometimes they get a jar sure. of you know, a case of pickles that might sit on the shelf for a month or two months. So he said, well, you know, why don't you just give me two cases to start? That was, uh, you know, a few days before he, he, he calls us the day he put it on the shelves because he sold out during lunch. And that wasn't just because people were walking by like, oh, I got to get hot crispy oils because we had, like I said, been building this base of customers and, you know, I've heard great things. Where can we buy it? Where can we get it? Mm -hmm. So the first couple of days were just wild. Like I said, he called and he said, I'll oh, keep bringing it, keep bringing it. I know I'm selling it. And then other retailers started reaching out. And, you know, like I said, we, have, you know, for our first month, we were picking up three or four new retailers every week and we're still mm -hmm. at that pace. Very cool. Enjoy that honeymoon phase. Like yeah. make it last as long, as long as you can. It's amazing. It's the best feeling in the world. Um, so like in terms of getting, registered we talked about sending your product for testing and all this stuff what does your production process look like i mean you had the benefit of being in a commercial kitchen because you're using the, the closed restaurant how yeah. are you managing your batches how are you uh you know like what's the largest batch size you can make like are you keeping up with production like how far are you away from moving to the yeah. next step well i mean as of now we're licensed as a full a small food processor which allows us 10 up to 10 full-time guys in the kitchen so we have some some room we're not there yet with production um that being said there's probably going to be a point if we continue to grow like we are and i hope we do that we are going to have to explore other options whether it's a larger you know there's and it's not necessarily just the production because you know it, it the the product itself isn't isn't that tough to make it doesn't require heavy machinery and stuff like that at least on the batch level we're making it you know mm -hmm. these guys make i don't know they can put out you know, let's see here, you know, they can put out, you know, 400 units in a day or something pretty easily. That's um, great. But what are one of our issues is being in a restaurant is we aren't set up for like food, like facility warehouse type product. You know what I mean? Like we get jars delivered from a supplier and we don't have a loading dock. So I've got <laughs> 5,000 jars sitting in a street in downtown Albany and we have to hand part them in. You know what I mean? So there's, there's a lot of inefficiencies in that regard because it's, yes. you know, and, and also like we're most likely signing with a big Western distributor coming in the next week or two. And like, you know, they're going to send a truck. They want pallet loads. Well, 
you know, it's just, you know, we're literally hand, going to be hand carting it out through a restaurant door trying to get it loaded on a truck, which works for now. It's great, but it won't always work. Of course. I mean, that's kind of the cool stuff that when you look back as you get the business matures, you'll look back on all those things and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we were hand loading this stuff. Or I, you know, I don't know how you go through the process of like the garlic and the shallots. Are you guys hand slicing or do you have machinery? Uh, how we you get- have a machine. That was actually one piece of equipment. We have like a, a big Hobart machine that has a plate attachment that they can just you know, it's got like a hopper and they can throw five, 10 pounds of garlic in it and it'll shoot it out. So we do, we do have some equipment that's been actually really helpful. Um, that's cool. But, but that being said, when I first started, I didn't really know I could use that machine. And, and when I first started, it was really me doing the production in the restaurant and which I'm still in there overseeing things here and there. But I was literally cutting with a knife, with a chef knife. And I was just like, oh God, I can't, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, just, I can't be doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how, you know, we got started and imagine, you know, we were doing processing 150 to 300 pounds of onions at a time. And the first night we hand sliced, the second night we no longer hand sliced. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it gets old fast. (laughs) (laughs) It gets old really, really fast. So, um, so you have the website, you're shipping nationally now. What's, is it just hotcrispyoil.com? Yep. Hotcrispyoil.com. And then, uh, you know, you can go on there. We have our store locator, which, you know, the GPS, if you allow it to show your GPS, it'll show you what stores are closest. Um, you know, we're kind of starting to spread into New York City now. We just got three retailers in Manhattan. We're in Westchester. Uh, we go as far west. We've got a retailer out in Wisconsin. Uh, we're working on a Florida one. And then we're really pretty well canvassed in our area. We've got about 30 or so. We're in uh, Burlington, Vermont. And uh, like I said, we're kind of adding every day. We Once we kind of figure out our, our distributor, which we're getting towards our later phase, it's going to be a little easier because now we're doing our self-distribution, which, you know, we in the beginning, it was, and it's great. We love all of our, you know, all of our clients that carry our product. But at the same time, a lot of them are little small stores and they say, you know, I'll take two cases, you know, and, yeah. and that, that's great. But it, it, it's tough when you get a phone call and you, they, someone says, can you drive me two cases? And it's 20 minutes away. You know what I mean? So yeah, hopefully well, we get or the, further. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully we get the distributor uh, and, and shipping has been pretty good. Like the retailers we have down in Manhattan, we've priced our shipping pretty well where we can get it in their hands for still not much more than what we would do hand delivered. So cool. So cool. Working, yeah. And how are the e-commerce orders going? I know, you know, that's a, can be a big portion of things if you really get things cruising, you know. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're great. You know, uh, we're on Amazon Prime now, which has really started to pick up. We were doing our own fulfillment on Amazon for the first month or two, and now we've moved over to uh, fulfillment by Amazon. So that's really starting to pick up. Um, and then, yeah, the, the e-commerce is great. You know, we're definitely, it's not as big of a chunk for retail, you know, as, uh, as is retail for us right now, but it, it, it ebbs and flows. Like, you know, you get, you sure. get some video that goes out on Instagram and all of a sudden the stores ding, 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 ding. And then it might be quiet. So it does ebb and flow, but the, our retail right now is just solid where, you know, these guys are, the small places are going through a handful of cases a week. The big, big, bigger uh, stores are going through 10 plus mm-hmm. cases a week. What are you using for, how do you ship your products? Um, I know you shipped me mine. I got in a great little box. It was packed nice and tight in the bubble wrap. Um, are you using postal service, FedEx, UPS? How do you guys uh, ship right now? We use both. It, it depends. So we're set up through our website is based is through Shopify. So they, they deal with the shipping. Basically the, the customer picks who they want to ship based on 
you know, the speed they wanted, the price point they wanted it. So a majority of it is U.S. Postal and UPS. Um, and then we do some business uh, to retailers through FedEx. A lot of them have FedEx accounts. So they'll just say you can bill us to our FedEx account and we'll ship it down to you. Yeah. Anything for convenience. And I, I'll recommend if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, I use Pirate Ship for all of yeah, my shipping. Looked, looked a little into it, but I haven't pursued it enough. So I'm curious to more about that. Yeah, it's cool. You get great discounted rates for shipping to the U through the U.S. Postal Service. For, so for USPS rates, uh, Pirate Ship has great great rate and it's free there's no membership to join there's no like whatever you just buy your labels directly through their system to be able to ship your product and you slap it on the whatever box you want it's great yeah that's great it's good to hear someone that definitely endorsed it because like i said i looked into it but things got gotten so crazy and i was looking at so many things i said you know i'll, I'll explore that at a later date yeah, yeah yeah for sure absolutely so um what else uh i'm totally drawing a blank i was ready for a next question and i went completely blank on myself. <laughs> um, what I was going to ask is, I know you're so new to the business, but we have a lot of people that are interested in starting their own businesses, things like that. What advice would you give to somebody looking to start a food product business right now? Um, expect hurdles and obstacles, and that's just part of the game. And, uh, you know, if you believe you have a good product, it's eventually going to work out for you. And I know, like saying that right now, I know we're going to have massive hurt hurdles going forward. And it, it, I think if you prepare for issues, you're not as blindsided and, you know, beaten down when they do come along. You just say, it is what it is. We're going to get through it. And, uh, you know, and the, the customer feedback to me, like I said, it's just been one of those things where there might be a day where all of a sudden I'm doubting the company, like, oh, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe it's not going to take off. But then you just get people that reach out to you and say, man, you got a winner, like, keep it up. And, you know, those are the things that you say, I just got to keep doing this. You know, I got to, I get it, get, get it out to more people and just, you know, help spread the word. Absolutely. Absolutely. John, this has been incredible. I've been, I've really enjoyed hearing your story, especially, you know, being in the food business as well. It was great to hear another food manufacturer and what they've, uh, what they're doing to get started. I wish you nothing but continued success. And uh, I hope everybody goes out and follows Hot Crispy Oil and go order some at hotcrispyoil.com. Thanks, Sal. I appreciate it. Great talk. You got it, man. Take care. All right. You as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Food Talk, produced by Tough Monkey Entertainment. Subscribe on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for behind-the-scenes takes or watch complete episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to make a donation at bigfoodtalk.com. 